Can the final season of The Flash recapture some of that early Arrowverse magic? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books. Uh, ooh, the flashes once again. Little, little return to Super TV Roundup. Uh, and uh, joining me on the stroll down memory lane is Roxy Stryer. How, how are you, Roxy? How are you feeling? It is a, it's a stroll. We're on it together. It's better than being on a stroll alone. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, and that is how I'm feeling about that. Um, do you ever revisit something and think, wait, was this never good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. It was very strange. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, well, when you are let, ready for me to unleash, let me know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for those that are just tuning in, um, uh, we used to have a show called Super TV Roundup on our Patreon, patreon.com slash only stupid answers, where we discussed literally every superhero show. I don't think that between the three of us, it was you, Sam, and I, between the three of us, I don't think there was one that we didn't cover. Uh, and we stopped doing that because it ended up being a real chore. And But listen, this all started, I think, for both... You and I, Roxy, you had Flash and Friends over at Screen Junkies. Sam and I had our show on uh, SourceFed. We started with Grant Gustin's The Flash, uh, season one. That was the beginning. So I felt like, I felt obligated. This is the final season of The Flash. I felt obligated to circle back and check back in with our boy, The Flash. And we're going to talk about that soon. But (laughs) DJ, so just to be clear, because I really, this is not a there's not a question that I know the answer to. This yeah. is a question that I do not know the answer to. Gotcha. Is this the last of the Arrowverse show? Like, is yes. Supergirl on anymore? No. Is Legends on anymore? Supergirl's gone. Legends is gone. The only one that could be considered is Superman and Lois, but that has been very clearly established as not being in the same, con- weirdly, not being in the same continuity as The Flash for whatever Star reason. Girl on? Stargirl's gone. So literally every, the only CW TV show of the Arrowverse that we originally got like that yes. pack is, is Flash. That's it's the Flash. Only one. And this is the final okay. season. And uh, apparently, I know I didn't keep up with any of them after Crisis. We're going to talk about this more in a minute. But I was just reading an interview with the showrunner of the Flash. And I guess Legends didn't get like a proper, ended it on a cliffhanger. And they're like, we really wanted to do like a two-parter that let Legends uh gave legends a proper send-off and then we found out we only had 13 episodes and we had to wrap up caitlin's story all these other storylines and we're like we just don't have the time and watching this episode i'm like i think that's bullshit i think you could totally you could have given you have 13 episodes two of them could have gone to legends and you would have been fine but we will we're not there yet listen we're not there yet we're going to talk about it in a minute but you said they wanted to wrap up caitlin like killer frost yeah yeah, but that's why they couldn't do legends. Well, just uh, all our plot, all those amazing plot lines that that we got introduced to in this episode, Roxy. How are we going to wrap them up in thirteen episodes? <laughs> I don't recognize half the characters on the show, DJ. Yes, yeah, and also, man, we're going hard into Cecile for some reason. Like they treat Cecile like she is the the cornerstone of the show, which I was like, when when did Cecile's great? When did that happen? <laughs> why are we why are we treating Cecile as like so important to this group? Anyway. Yeah. Maybe because her powers are cheaper. That would explain that. Um uh we'll we we'll, we'll get into it. We're uh, we're talking around it. We're gonna get into it. First things first, little business up top. Hellbent comicbook.com. There if you're watching this on YouTube, there might be a link in the descripty uh or a comment or something like that. There's a link. Uh go check it out. It's on Kickstarter right now. Right this second, go over to uh, Kickstarter, support Hellbent Volume 3. It is the third and final volume of the Hellbent Saga. I've been working on this for over three years. Uh, It is funded as of this recording, so it is happening. Uh, Right now, we are well on our way to our first stretch goal, which is more story pages. A lot of times, we've added um, compendium pages like Back Matter that kind of fills out the universe. This time, the finale was so big, we needed extra pages to complete the story. So uh, if we reach the stretch goal, it will be a full 48-page comic um, that wraps up the entire Jesse, Nick, and Lydia's journey. 
It is very exciting. Um, we've been doing really well so far. Please, please, please uh, don't hesitate. You will not get charged until the campaign is over. So if you're feeling like backing, please go and back it uh, right now. Uh, every every piece of support we get earlier on helps uh, give us momentum going forward. Uh, but I think you're really going to like the comic if you're a fan of something that's killing the children or Preacher or Sandman. I think you're going to dig it. Helmetcomicbook.com. Link, description. Please go support it would mean the world to me and i think uh, you will love it also if you're listening to the show on uh, itunes please give us a five-star review if you're listening on spotify uh we have a question we ask our listeners every week last week was what new project excites you most in chapter one of the new dcu Yeshua wazalewski said i'm tempted to say the authority because i don't know much about them and that's exciting to me but the new superman and brave and the bold are definitely way more exciting to me uh stephanie raposo said the Brave and the Bold. Can't wait for live action Damian Wayne. Um, Evan Freed says, Blue Beetle for sure, but that's tied to my disappointment that they didn't announce Young Justice uh, continuing as an Elseworlds show. The Blue Beetle story they did was great, like the whole show is. Uh, Roxy, I don't know if we covered hey, this Jay. on the last episode. Is there one project out of the announced, James Gunn's announced chapter one that excites you more than the others? I have question marks about all of them. Mm -hmm. So like the, the things that obviously get me going always are Batman, Superman. So those movies, uh, I love Supergirl. So that, but yeah, hard to say, like I've been waiting for the, the mascara show for a long time too. I don't know in place of the rest of the announcements, if that could still be my number one, Mm -hmm. That barely answered your question. But. Mm-hmm. Do you think, is there any reality where we got the Supergirl movie if we hadn't had the Supergirl show? Yeah. Okay. I actually think that's a better reality. Wait. Not, the- not better reality. Like, I love Melissa Benoist, and I, I really liked that show, you know. Mm-hmm. That was my jam. But uh, I think it's hard not to compare things sometimes, and the story that they're pitching for Supergirl is so drastically different. Yeah, but I am curious how that goes for general audiences. Mm-hmm. You're not excited for depressed, angry Supergirl, <laughs> like people who are showing up being like Supergirl, mm-hmm. and she's like sitting on a fucking rock, like, yeah. oh, I hate it here with a sword, murdering people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It'll be a little bit of a change of pace. I feel bad because there's they're like. Yeah, we don't know if Sasha Kali's coming back. It's like, well, that's a fucking bummer for her. That's a bummer for the the Supergirl in the Flash movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I think that maybe mm-hmm. they are waiting mm-hmm. for the reception of her in the Flash movie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have to make that decision for a minute. I mean, we're not seeing Supergirl for... Yeah, there's no way. I feel like there's no way we're seeing the Supergirl movie before the Superman movie. And the Superman movie, we're not getting until 2025. Yeah, so I would say five years. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. So I don't wild. think they need to make any choices right now. And if people are obsessed with her, like the same way that we were with Margot Robbie, yeah, you know, then obviously they're going to want to jump on and figure it out. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. going to some news uh i just threw some things in here starting with uh the grammys do we have anything to say about the grammys it happened <laughs> there was a couple cool things about the grammys um viola davis's egot wild well deserved re- what exactly. did she 
so this is confused. you I think you're a good person to ask this, Roxy. So a lot of times, like Viola Davis, as far as I know, not as it's not like she re- released a pop album, right? So what did she? Do we know what she got her award for? Um, this is a good question. I actually I uh, don't know. I know a lot of this is not her, obviously, but a lot of people will get it for like, um, uh, podcasts or or like um bo- books or okay. like it comedy things yeah let's see um, like i'm assuming like plays on broadway oh yeah yeah actually she got it for the best audiobook narration and storytelling recording for her memoir oh great cool uh yeah all i know is she deserves all the awards she's fucking incredible <laughs> yeah yeah now i want to listen to her memoir mm-hmm. and i can picture her speaking her memoir so beautifully mm-hmm. uh yeah, so that that was great. And then the 50 Years of Hip Hop tribute, yeah. really cool. Did you check that out, DJ? No, I did not watch. The only thing I saw was the Sam Smith, Kim Petras performance because everybody was freaking out about it for various reasons. Yeah, also, so that's separate from that, but that was very cool too. Yeah, also, I think I think that track's good. It was kind of running the ground by TikTok. Like every, it didn't matter what the TikTok was doing, Unholy was the background track for it. And that kind of like uh tarnished its luster a little bit but i think it's a good track and also not for nothing kim petrus way back three to four years ago when jana and i were first conceiving hellbent um when when jana was was kind of figuring out jesse the character of jesse kim petrus was an influence that was my first exposure to kim petrus was that was was that's cool. creating the character of jesse so and all and and i it, a lot of similar vibes from that performance to hellbent so if you liked it check out hellbent if you didn't it's also much tamer than Hellbent, so maybe don't check out Hellbent. Anyway, uh, but you were talking about the uh, well, but going to what you said because then I can go back to the hip hop okay. thing. Um, it was cool. I I always prefer this Sam Smith knowing like this isn't about me. Mm-hmm. This is is about somebody else in this moment. He didn't even speak. You yeah. know, he just let her take the floor, which I thought was really cool. Yes. And um, you know, like what a beautiful speech about representation mm-hmm. and just like about the people who've kicked down the door before her, which I loved. Uh, so that was great. And then the 50 years of hip hop tribute yeah. was really well done. It's on YouTube. It's like 12 or 13 minutes long. And if you're a fan of hip hop, it's definitely a must watch kind cool. of event. There were definitely people missing from it, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of heavy hitters yeah. and it was like, it was cool because it was like they put on a show. Cool. During the Grammys, they put on a real show. And what was even cooler was watching. I love watching celebs fan over other celebs. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the celebs like J-Lo and Jay-Z, like their jaws were on the floor. Yeah. And they're like screaming the words, you know, like yeah. they forget they're at the Grammys. They forget. It seems like they forget that they're an A-list celebrity. They're fans. Yeah. But what they're watching and they're like screaming, dancing. Yeah. And it's. It was, that was cool to watch. So I liked that part too. Um, and that was pretty much it. I didn't watch the whole thing because the Grammys were like seven hours long. Jeez. Um, they were so long. And I like rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And the Grammys are not kind to rock and roll. Beyonce's mm, um, fans were really, really fucking pissed at Harry Styles. For? Winning. Okay. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, did you miss all this drama yeah yeah yeah. yeah oh yeah. like the Bayhive was like furious and like tweeting horrible things and also one fan like stood up and was screaming or something yeah. it was like not good mm-hmm. but uh, she's won before right yeah okay yeah okay yeah okay and I'll- won that night for something else I okay think. It was interesting. So that was pretty much the Grammys. I think that they are still, like for me, you know I love award shows. Mm -hmm. I love the Emmys of my favorite night in television. I love the Emmys. I really like the Oscars. The Grammys, even though I love music, they just are so hip-hop, rap, and R&B related Mm. that even though they have like an award for country and an award for rock and roll, it's just if you if you're not if you don't like mainstream music the most if you are not obsessed with Beyonce Lizzo Harry Styles Justin Bieber Ariana Grande Selena Gomez like that group yeah that's not your number one mm-hmm. then oftentimes the Grammys are kind of like I I'm sitting there like who is the yeah. what 
Mm-hmm. Who won the what? Mm-hmm. What song? Yeah. Oh, I heard that on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I felt like sometimes. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, listen, everybody, the Grammys. Congratulations to Viola Davis. Um, you uh brought this up. There's been a lot of reports of uh, the fact that Keanu Reeves, Constantine 2, is reportedly, people are like, no, no, don't worry, it's still in development. Uh, and I'm bringing this up mostly to say, I call bullshit. I don't, I th- I'm sure, I'm you sure don't think it, it is. is. I'm sure it is. I don't think it'll ever see the light of day. I don't think with everything, um, unless they do, I was just talking about this with Sal the other day, unless they do a really good job, the Gun and Saffron team do a really good job of delineating Elseworlds from continuity from like the stuff the stuff that's in the main dcu it's like no we want our own constantine and we don't want keanu reeves version mucking up the waters you know i i feel like there's a uh i would put money on the fact that the dcu's version of constantine will show up in the swamp thing movie because the character originally showed up in a swamp thing comic feels like a great way to introduce that character um reintroduce that character and unless do you think the elseworld movies are gonna have continuity to the Elseworlds movies? No, I just think they, I, because they talked about one of the things they talked about in all the reports was that they wanted to do a really good job delineating what is in continuity and what's its own thing. Um, and, and making that really then clear. Then he said audience. Swamp Thing. He said Swamp Thing's going to tie into the DCU. Exactly. So unless they do a really good job of saying, of letting on, uh, making it clear to audiences like Keanu Reeves' Constantine is different than our Constantine, that kind of a thing, I don't see them moving forward with this. I don't see them, I don't see them, like like they're they're stuck with, I don't see them, except for the fact that the movie's made money. I bet you if you ask Gunn and Saffron, they wouldn't want, the Todd Phillips Joker or the Matt Reeves Batman running around if they had their druthers. I just, they make money. We're not getting rid of them. So now we're stuck with this Elseworlds concept that we don't really want. Um, but what do you think, Roxy? Are we going to see the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie? I think 50 50, but I'm leaning towards yes. Okay. Okay. Because I think people would like it. And more importantly than people, not more importantly, to me, but more importantly in this discussion, I think James Gunn would like that. Cool. I mean, I'm for it. I actually really like the first Keanu Reeves Constantine movie. Obviously, there's a lot of differences from the comics. I actually think Keanu Reeves' performance as the character is actually, other than the fact that he's American and dark-haired, uh, I actually think it's kind of in line. I, I guess because of the R-rated nature, kind of more in line with the character than a lot of the versions we've got before. Also, I'll tell you this. I'll say this. If they're able to put that out prior to okay so let's say superman's 2025 let's say we're not getting swamp thing to like earliest like 2027 2028 if we could get that the constantine 2 out 2024 like four three to four years before the swamp thing movie maybe there's merit in that because that might get people talking about the character again so that when we introduce him as part of our dcu people are excited for it I guess. Yeah. I don't know really who, when you say people, <laughs> like, who are you talking about? I, the people that forgot about Constantine, <laughs> but then might be excited to see him show up in a Swamp Thing movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, uh, so, okay, let's talk about timeline for a second <laughs> on this. Swamp Thing would be when? No idea, but I'm assuming after Superman, uh, and so I'm assuming like if Superman's 2025, I'm assuming Swamp Thing's like 2027, 2028 at the earliest. Because after Brave and the Bull, after Batman, after Supergirl. The impression I've been given, and I don't know if that's just because of the placement of when he listed it or because of the articles that Swamp Thing is kind of near the end of whatever is chapter one. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, I guess in my head for some reason, I don't know if this is fair at all, but when the order of which he said things mm-hmm. i kind of took as a timeline i i don't think you're alone i didn't think that i thought he was just kind of scattershotting stuff but based off a lot of the stuff i've reading the whether this is intentional or not the assumption is that is the basic timeline and swamp thing was last yes. right yeah i don't know the the constantine movie would not be for another 15 years then like mm-hmm it's not really 15, but a long time. Well, no, because this one, you're talking about the Counter Reeves one? Yeah. Well, it's not connected. 
There's no way. There's no way Keanu Reeves is there, Constantine. That's not fucking happening. I, I agree with that, but yeah. you think we're gonna get a Constantine movie before we get this one thing? Well, movie? you've already got the Constantine. You've already got the director. You've already got the pieces, right? Theoretically, it could come out well before. Am I wrong? Um, no, you're not wrong. Yeah, I that, that, think you're wrong. That I don't would know. Be the only merit, I, the only merit I would see, you're not gonna if having the Keanu Reeves version come out after your Swamp Thing is this seems dumb to me. Uh, having it come out before, there might be merit in doing it. Um, but um, I don't know. I'm for it again. I like I like that movie. Uh, uh, I'm down. I like Keanu Reeves in in anything. Uh, so so I'm for it. I just, I think, listen, we're getting a lot of stuff and people are kind of taking it face value. Like, oh, uh, WB's open to Ezra Miller returning. No, they're fucking not. Uh, maybe they are, but they're probably not. They're just not going to say, yeah, this this dude, this person is not coming back. They are not coming back after the Flash. They're not going to do that until the Flash. We've got a Flash trailer coming out this weekend. By the way, this is a good opportunity to say, this episode was recorded before the Super Bowl. So you're like, why aren't you talking about Super Bowl ads? Uh, they haven't, as of this recording, they haven't come out yet, except for Fast X. Um, we're getting a Flash trailer this weekend. They're not going to be like, yeah, Ezra Miller's not coming back ever after that. So, it, of course, they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, Constantine too, sure. Uh, but, you know, but we'll Who see is it if we saying see it. yes? I'm trying to look right now, like because I saw there's a thousand articles. Mm -hmm. Like this is still in the works. This is still in the works. Yeah. Uh, uh, sources closest to the studio, Roxy. Yeah. Spokesperson <laughs> for Warner Brothers. Sources. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It, so, and and like, the way that they verbalize it or keep saying it is that it's not scrapped. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, that's code. And listen, we maybe we will. Maybe we will. If they think they're going to make money off it, maybe we will. But I just, again, we're, we're right in the middle of them trying to establish a core uh, DCU. There's a few stragglers that they have labeled as Elseworlds. But otherwise, I think they're going to put all their eggs in trying to make. They're not going to introduce, reintroduce somebody else's Constantine when they're going to try and introduce their own. That doesn't make any sense to me. I hear you. Yeah. So, uh, Roxy, did you see this news? We are apparently, Amazon has greenlit a live action Spider-Man noir show uh, that is, is apparently being produced by Lord and Miller, which makes it seem like it's connected to the Spider-Verse, like the Spider-Verse movies, but it is a, it, long story short, Amazon is getting a Spider-Man noir live action show. Amazon is? Yes. Just explain that to me, DJ. <laughs> which, which part of it? I don't know that I can. <laughs> okay, so first of all, Spider-Man... So so Sony uh -huh. Sony deal with Disney. Yeah. Amazon? Amazon. But see, you're 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 tripping up over a part that's deeper in. I'm tripping over over the very very concept of a live action Spider-Man noir show. Why? Why this just the like why Spider-Man noir? Like I like noir media. I like crime stuff. I like Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man Noir and Spider-Verse. I don't know that I need a sh just give me a crime show. I don't need a Spider-Man uh Noir show. Ooh, uh -oh. But what is the deal with the live action portion of it? Uh it, it is that that is that is what it is. <laughs> that it is live action. Uh I did not see this at all. Mm -hmm. I, so live action which person vo voiced Noir? It was Nicolas Cage, and he is not coming back for the movie, which makes me think that he would the not movie be coming back. The movie or the TV show? He's not coming back for Spider-Man 2, for uh, okay. Spider-Verse 2. But there's no word on his connection to the thing, but that would surprise me if he's not so doing the movie. So the Untitled movie. series will fall an actor, grizzled, a superhero, 1930s New York City, an individual with knowledge of the project says that the show will be set in its own universe and the main character will not be Peter Parker. This is a second known project based on Sony controlled Marvel characters on Amazon Prime Video. Um, oh, what's the first? Uh, it was previously announced that Amazon was moving Silk, forward with Spider Silk. Society. Is that Amazon showroom. too? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Amazon's doing a Spider Man thing. Oren Uziel will serve as the writer and executive producer for the noir show. The show alongside Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Producers Phil Lord and Chris Miller and former Sony boss Amy Pascal all will executive produce. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and uh, they've got to be, there's got to be kind of like some confusion there by saying it will not follow who will not be Peter Parker. It, they've got to mean like the mainline Peter Parker. Because if you're not, if you're doing a Spider-Man noir show that's not following Spider-Man noir, what the fuck are you even doing? Like you're just making a noir. What are you doing? <laughs> well, my... It's got to be because in noir it was still Peter. He was still Peter Parker. It wasn't like the other Spider Verse people where some of them had different names. He was still Peter Parker. But this is the main character will not be. That's got to be a. T- that's got to be confusion. That's got to be just saying it's not going to be the mainline Peter Parker. It's going to be the noir Peter Parker because you can't. It says it will follow an older grizzled superhero in the 1930s. That's got to be talking about Peter Parker's Spider Man noir. Right? Yeah, right. Or else why are you doing the show? You, you're just making a noir world show. building. I don't know. I, I'm confused on. I'm confused on Amazon's deal with. So, uh, who does? What is? What studio is Lord of the Rings? Uh, Amazon now. Or no, least, no, I know, but what power. studio? I think I, the, if you want to watch, I for I thought it was New Line. It was New Line originally. New Line Warner Brothers. I think it's the movies are all on HBO Max, so I think Warner Brothers. Yeah, so New Line what, is Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the deal with... So yeah, there's 15 different questions here. Number yeah. one, how do we know which streaming service something goes to? Like, did Amazon just cough up a ton of money for Spider-Man Noir? Uh, do they yeah, have the rights? Does Amazon have all of the television rights to Spider-Man? That'd be so weird. And then why is this the one that they picked to do? Or do they not have all the rights and they're just like buying individual ones and this is the one they could afford? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, because it is weird. Man, Sony's Spider-Man decisions are so baffling. Like a Silk, a Silk show is not the worst idea because she can kind of be a standalone character. Spider-Man noir, why? Why would you do that? Um why not make it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, Roxy. I've I have conveyed to you all the information uh, uh, I understand from this. Okay. Well, I then. When do you think this will be? Um, possibly never. Uh, earliest two years from now. Yeah, possibly never is an interesting thought. Yeah, possibly never. Yeah, possibly never. Announce, listen, announcements happen all the time. Will I check it out? Will we bring Super TV Showdown back just for the show? Maybe. We're getting, listen, we're getting another resurgence in superhero shows. But a lot of better shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing, before we move off from news, let's talk about Fast X. We just got the trailer. There's there's going to be a trailer popping on the Super Bowl. Um, uh, this is a version, this is either just that trailer or a version of that trailer um, popped up online. Uh, uh, listen, longtime listeners of the show will know that we are fans of the Fast and Furious universe, and this one looks like it's revisiting uh, the what I would argue is the best movie in the franchise, which is Fast Five. Uh, it looks like, from what I read on the thing, Jason Momoa is playing uh, the son of the villain of Fast Five, and something. Listen, I appreciate I appreciate. The fast, however you feel about it, the fast franchise's dedication to the idea that you know ethnicity is is a fluid concept. You know what I mean? Like the the uh, the bad guy in Fast uh, Fast Five was supposed to be South American. I believe that took place in Brazil. That's not what Jason Mo is. But then again, we're very like Rita Moreno is playing uh, Dom Vin Diesel's character's mom. We've been going very hard into the fact that Vin Diesel in this movie is Latino. I don't believe Vin Diesel is. And also, uh, John Cena is supposed to be his half brother. So, you know, listen, ethnicity is just a concept in the fast universe, like gravity. (laughs) That's funny. I never actually thought about that. I have a hard time remembering which movies are uh have which plots i've yes. seen all of them but i don't remember which ones um are which who is the villain in fast five does it doesn't matter uh no uh he, he was just some he was he was a drug kingpin he the the what matters to me what i remember most is he is the guy and we see some of this in the trailer that they stole that big old safe from uh that they drove down the street it was his big old safe 
Um, uh, and that is right. also the movie that introduced uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who will not be back for Fast X. He's the only one, apparently, who will not be back for uh, Fast X. I'm looking into Vin Diesel's ethnicity. His mother is white, English, German, Scottish, and Irish. Yeah. His adoptive father is African-American. And referring to his biological father background, Diesel has said that about himself that he is, quote unquote, definitely a person of color. Cool. Uh, hey, listen, I'm not. I'm not here to litigate that. I just. It's just funny. Like in the fact that John Cena is supposed to be his half brother, and that I, they even made a joke in Fast Nine about like, oh yes, the Toretto, which by the way is an Italian last name. Uh, I believe the Toretto uh, bloodline is so varied um, that it can include both. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's just. It's just a funny little artifact of the of the Fast franchise. Um, what did you think of this trailer, Roxy? Uh, there's a lot going on in the trailer. First of all, I think these, these trailers to me are like some of the most epic trailers that we ever get. Yes. They're, it's hard to dislike them. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's easy to love them is a better way to put it. Yes. Like, when I watch them, just the music and the, the, did you see? Okay. So I woke up this morning to the trailer um, in my... I, I don't know. Do you get these emails where they send you the trailers to these sometimes, things? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I don't know if I got it for this one, but yeah, sometimes. Okay, so they sent the trailer. So I clicked on it, and, and that was coming from the OG, like the actual Fast and the Furious um, YouTube. Yeah. And I don't know whether this is just like a thing that the kids do. They Everybody, all the comments start with, like I love, I love it when Dom, or I love the part when Dom, or I love when Dom, mm -hmm. and then they make up something that happens that didn't happen in the trailer. <laughs> so they like make up lines and just things about family and whatever, and it's like hundreds of comments like that. Yeah, and I just think that this fan base is so effing great. Mm -hmm. Like they'll eat it all, sp just spoon feed me the gluttonous yeah. fast, yes. you know. And I have become so in love with this franchise for that reason. It's just not that serious, mm -mm. you know, as opposed to like usually when we're on here talking about Star Wars or Star Trek or DC or Marvel or any of the even Indiana Jones or like things yeah. that people have just so much attachment to. Everybody's got such a strong opinion that it's very difficult to please people. And also, if you're pleasing one person, you're probably pissing somebody else off. Yeah. The Fast franchise seems to do such a great job of just being an all-around people pleaser, like sugar on top of ice cream on top of cake, you know? Yeah. And I just loved this trailer for that reason. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Could I describe to you even what happened? Do I know, like what Jason Momoa's character is even saying when he, you know, there's a big epic moment when he's like, think about family is like, how do you decide which ones to choose? Yeah. You're yeah. like, who dies or whatever. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, what? Yeah. What does that, like, what does that mean? Does that will that, mean? will that even make sense in context of the movie? <laughs> but the, a lot, but when he says it, I'm like, that's sick, mm -hmm. you know? And like the fast cars of it all, uh, I just, and yeah, Vin's face, it's like he's so serious, mm -hmm. but we all know what it is. Yep. Uh, I'm just so into this franchise, so into this trailer. Don't think it could have matched the tone of Fast anymore. Yep. But the one thing we didn't really get was that thing that we typically get in these trailers, which is like, we're going to space. Yeah. We're doing this thing. Like, what is the big thing of this one? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we did get a brief moment. We saw very like like this very um, sanitized white lab uh, with two characters tied on to benches, which immediately the visual immediately reminded me of Face Off, and I was like, "Wait, are we gonna get a fucking Face Off in this?" And then it was um, Charlize Theron, uh, and um, um, why am I blanking on her name right now? Ah, the main girl, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. And it was like, oh, they're probably not going to face off those two. They did get a good fight, but it's like, could we get a face off? Could we get a full face switching? And then it made me think, wait, could we bring back Paul Walker's character and have him be like, yeah, I had to get sur surgery to get a new face. And then I was like, well, that kind of defeats the, it's not the character we care about. It's Paul Walker specifically. Wow, do you think people would be upset by that or stoked by that? I think upset because I think it's less, because we keep, 
Like we we use Dom, but we mean Vin Diesel. Like for the most part, we're talking about like Jason Momoa, Vin Diesel. It, these characters are characters in the broadest sense of the word. Uh, so I think it's less about Paul Walker's character and more about Paul Walker. Uh, so I think bringing back the character without being able to bring back the actor, which we can't because he passed away, uh, would just be not great. And is it disrespectful or not? Yeah. This is so crazy to me. Like, just think about this for a second. This movie has obviously um, Vin Diesel. Yes. But on top of that. Yes. As you said, Rita Moreno's in this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> Helen Mirren is in this movie. Yeah. Charlize Theron and how they've managed to get Charlize in all of the, in so many of these movies yep. is insane. Yep. Jason Statham is in this. Mm-hmm. Alan Richson is in this. Yeah. Jason Momoa is in this. Brie Larson is in this. Why is she in this? Good for her, but why is she in this movie? (laughs) I saw her in the trailer. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is in this. Natalie Emanuel is in this. Mm -hmm. John Cena is in this. Scott Eastwood is in this. Uh, uh, Tyrese is in this. Mm -hmm. Apparently, Cardi B is in this. Ludacris is in this movie. Wait, is she returning from the last one? Didn't she have a cam, like a very brief cameo in Fast Nine? I don't even remember. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And she's returning. God damn it! That's the thing when Jason Momoa is like, "We're gonna take out some of the family." It's like, yeah, it's probably for the best, man. This cast is so bloated. You could probably take out half of them, and there'd still be too many characters. <laughs> Michael Rooker is in this. Oh like, my god! Oh, he's the- coming back. He was in the flashbacks in the previous movie. It's just like. This movie has so much star power, mm-hmm. but we won't even feel that in the movie, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's just Vin. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yep. Oh, my goodness. Listen, we're excited. I think the, the impression I've been getting, given is that this is part one of a two-part finale. The Fast 11 is supposed to end the franchise. I would have ended on 10 if it was me, but that you know, I just like round numbers. Uh, but listen, Fast 11, we're all going to go see it. We're going to cover it on the show. But now it is time to talk about The Flash. But first, ads. Cool, cool, cool. And we are back. Oh, my goodness. And we're talking about the legendary ninth season of The Flash starring Grant Gustin and other other people, many of whom I do not recognize. Roxy, when did you... uh, So, again, just to catch everybody up, we used to have a show. Roxy and my friendship began talking about The Flash. So, it was important in the final season to circle back. Uh, yes. Very important. Very important. Uh, crucial. Some might say to circle Doing back a bit for God and country. Yes. 100%. Uh, come back. But I, I had left the show. <sighs> oh my God. I just, cause you mentioned earlier that that I'm, I'm sure I feel like you were talking about Kayla Compton who plays Allegra Garcia. She was in 52 episodes, but then I look at Grant Gustin, 184 episodes. That's too many episodes of any show. That's too many episodes. Um, but I left the show post crisis. We, we, we decided just because it was becoming more of like, it was just a lot to watch all these shows and a lot of them. And I stayed longer than that. How long did this? So that's my question is how long did you stay? I actually have no idea, DJ. Okay, I have no idea. Yeah, because we have a question from Mike jo- uh, Joyce. This sh- uh, the show really gone has really gone downhill in recent years. What was the storyline slash moment that made you quit watching the show? So for me, it was. I, I remember. Yeah, for me, it was we were getting we we're getting ready to crisis. Arrow was leaving. It felt like a good culmination, and also what made me feel like. I could stop watching the flash was that flash was doing the same leading up to crisis. It was doing the same overarching plot as arrow. It was literally the same beat. It was like, uh Oh, I'm going to die in crisis. What now? And I think arrow had the advantage of the show was ending. So that added more stakes to that storyline. And it just kind of baffled me. And like, I think the villain was blood work, whatever the fuck was going on there. And, um, I just, I thought I personally felt like the Flash lost its, lost its mojo in season two, like almost immediately after the incredible season one finale. It like it like fumbled the ball, um, 
And so I was like, Oh, you liked season two still. I liked it better than I liked what we watched this week, but um, uh, I don't, I don't think it ever recaptured the magic of season one. Um, And so it was easy for me to quit. And I told myself, I'll keep watching legends. I'll keep watching. Nope. None of that was true. I pretty much stopped with all of it. (laughs) I told myself the same thing. So for me, the moment that I stopped, which apparently was only two years ago (laughs) is, is when Iris was stuck in the mirror. Do you remember I would come on and tell you all about that? Yes. I remember there was like four episodes in a row. She was stuck in a mirror. (laughs) And I I was like, Grant Gustin does not want to be here anymore. He's made that like abundantly clear. Yeah. Iris is stuck in a mirror and it's so annoying. Like, yeah. And apparently you missed after being stuck in a mirror. Apparently then she got, what's the word? They, the time virus. She got like a time virus or something. Time sickness. Because they're like, you know, in this episode, they're like, oh, you were stuck in a mirror and then you got time sickness and like, fucking, why does this show hate Iris, man? <laughs> yeah. And I feel like Candace Patton feels that. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels um, like the only person that kind of feels invigorated. That's uh, Candace Patton does not seem to want to be there. Maybe it's because her plot point in this episode is not wanting to be there. But like Grant Gustin feels as engaged as I've ever. Like he's got that like... um no, he's re-engaged. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like, I get to get out of here. <laughs> I'm almost, almost out, baby. Um, when did Cisco leave the show? Great question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I am like, is Danielle Panabaker a regular or is yes. she? Okay. God, okay. that reveal was. Okay, so, so I'm so, sorry, everybody. We're jumping ahead. Let me give you a brief recap. If you didn't watch the episode, God bless you. So this is season nine, episode one, Wednesday Ever After. Barry and Iris relive the same day over and over again. Joe has a heart-to-heart with Cecile. Uh, friends and foes, old and new, begin to descend upon Central City. So that's right. We're getting a time loop, which I don't know if this show's ever done. It's baffling. It took this long. And also, the gall, the absolute balls on this show to be like, have Cecile be like, yeah groundhog day don't you know it's like yeah we know come on <laughs> we get it you're doing a groundhog day we've the uh, legends did this every show's done this fucking cool it <laughs> yeah i i was gonna say i feel like the flash did do it but maybe i am thinking of legends so, so okay that's the plot yeah dj where do you want me to start overall thoughts yes yeah so i so i guess i haven't watched for two seasons two years or something yeah, so. um and in that time, it seems like we have two new main characters. Yeah. Um, I think they were seeding when I was left or when I checked out episodes. We've got right. we've got Allegra. Um, and you get why they did it because both of them seem to be the most engaged on the show. Um, yeah. And the other person. She's actually very good. Yeah. I thought both of them were. And then Chester P. P. Runk. Sorry, Brandon McKnight. Your character's name is Chester P. Runk. <laughs> yeah. The two people who kiss is who I'm talking yes. about. So. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, when we came back, I was like, okay, let me just get my bearings for a second. We're in bed with Barry and Iris. Okay, I get that. For some reason, Joe and Cecile are like, now they're not like the parents on the show. They're like the main characters on the show. They're getting yes. main character energy. Interesting. We've got these two uh, people who I thought had zero sexual tension throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing until the last two seconds when I was like, okay, have I missed a will they won't they storyline? Yes. Um, and it just felt like the hallways were so small. Mm-hmm. Like I literally mean, it, it just felt like I was coming back to something, you know, you're going back to school, you're an adult, you're looking back at your life, you're going back to your childhood home, whatever your reference point is. And you're like, this is what that was. And I'm having a really hard time because I remember season one, season two, season three. I remember thinking The Flash was actually a great show. Yes. Like watching it thinking this is an excellent show. And now since then, obviously, we've had things like The Boys. Yeah. We've had Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. We've had every shows. Disney plus Marvel show. We've had the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. But was Daredevil after the Flash? Daredevil started after The Flash, yeah. Okay. So I guess we've had a lot of really great superhero shows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What did I love this because I love superheroes and I love television? Mm-hmm. Or did I love this because it was good and now it is not? Um, because I feel like inarguably last night's episode or two nights ago episode, yeah. whenever it was the episode, the first episode of season nine – was like 
rough. I mean, the the dialogue is rough. The costuming and like way the way it's shot is just rough. It seems like they've lo- either lost a ton of their budget or they never had it to begin with. Mm-hmm. I I can't even pinpoint really why it just felt so like high school production, corny, cheesy. Um, we ha- uh, we I haven't even mentioned our v- villain is Captain Boomerang, and also speaking of costume and everything, like the laziest Captain Boomerang. Like, it's just like, oh, here's a dude. Like, we, Captain Boomerang, I think we got, uh, showed up once or twice. He was in, was he in the first Arrow Flash crossover? And we got, like, in the Suicide Squad movie, we got an Australian actor and we kind of made, and this one, it's like, we just put a dude in, not even a version, like, he's just wearing a t shirt under the boomerang jacket. Like, it's just like, we just threw a dude in the costume. It doesn't matter that he's Australian. It's just, a, it's just some dude. He looks like he's 12 and he's throwing boomerangs at the flash. And Apparently he, can he was teleport, the star. Question mark. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Apparently, he was the star of the 100, which I didn't watch. Sure. Um, also, he's only listed as one episode of this season. That's weird. So I was like, wait, is he the big bad of the season? Well, we get a we get a clue of the big bad at the end. We had a question about that, which was from um kid music he says why just why but seriously i've been hate watching the show since crisis and i'm so excited for this to be wrapping up what do you think about the random dark metal tease uh, out of nowhere so um boomerang is talking to a classic uh speed force i'm blurry you can't see me character we've been getting since the first season um and then we get a, the logo of dark of red death who in the comics was a uh, version in the dark in the um, death metal uh, saga event, basically a bunch of Batman from alternate Earths uh, that were evil and combined with different DC heroes came up and they were villains. And one of them was uh, evil Batman with the Speed Force. And he was called Red Death. That's who this is. I do know there was some speculation in the chat who is behind the mask of Red Death. We actually know that. That's been they've been talking they've made announcements and stuff. Do you want me to reveal who is playing Red Death in the Flash, or do you want to find out on your own time? Are you talking to me or are you talking to I'm talking to, the to you, Roxy. Sure. Okay. It's gonna be Batwoman. It's gonna be whoever the second Batwoman was. Um I can't remember the character. I won't name. even recognize her. Yeah, it's gonna be uh because which makes sense. Like we don't we're not we don't have a Batman, but we do have a Batwoman. So she's gonna be she's that actress is coming back to play Red Death. Um her name is um It's like Jim uh, uh, is Ryan Wilder is is oh. the character. Um the uh Ooh, uh, hopefully I pronounced this correct. Javic, uh, Javicia Leslie. Apologies if I didn't pronounce that correctly. She's coming back to play um, evil Batwoman Red Death. And that's going to be... She sounds like so many things I don't care about. Like, I... <laughs> you know, I don't mean that. And I, it's not fair because I didn't watch a couple seasons. But, like, I feel like we were the Flash fans, you mm-hmm. know? Like, so this... this uh, okay, DJ rewinding for a second yeah 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 it's the final season yes of the flash which mm-hmm. was the second show in the arrowverse we've loved this show we've disliked this show we've been everywhere on the gamut of the show in its final season what would you have hoped for um i do know that Stephen amell is coming back as green arrow for at least one episode and kind of honestly that i kind of i would kind of i would i for me i talked about at the beginning of the episode the showrunner was like we had so many plot lines to wrap up like whatever the fuck is going on with killer frost and i don't know about you roxy the second i saw whatever they did to daniel panabaker's hair i was like don't care about whatever the fuck this is (laughs) um uh, so uh, and I don't even actually really understand what the reveal is. It's not Caitlyn. It's not Killer Frost. Yeah, there's I uh, all I can gather from that and the then the previously on. I didn't skip the previously on because I hadn't seen what's previously on. The previously on, I guess Frost died and we tried to bring her back, and then that fused her with Caitlyn. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. What, who's this? A great question. Don't know. Uh, not sure. I care. Um, but instead of that bullshit, I think I would have preferred, uh, 
Arrowverse victory lap. Bring Stephen Amell back for a couple episodes. Wrap up the Legends storyline for a couple of episodes. Sure, have Ryan Wilder back as Red Death just to kind of like, hey, remember Batwoman was a thing. Bring Kara back for an episode. Like, literally just do, don't worry about the fucking Flash. I guarantee you, whatever stories you've been telling, you fucking told them. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. so just Nobody. do, just do it. Like, hey, remember? Hey, remember? That's that for me. That's all I would want. What about you? <laughs> exact same thing. That would be great. I yeah. think that if they really spent like maybe everybody gets two episodes, and for the final, everybody's there. Like, yes. make appearances by all of our people. Get Katie Lots back in the fucking building, bro. Like, yeah. Let's let's see what we can do and. Have it be just like silly, can't be fun with our people on um, maybe fit the tone to the individual ones like Arrow's less silly, can't be. But yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you would think they would all be willing to come back for one last hurrah. Yeah. Um, I, it just felt so small. Mm-hmm. This episode felt so small. The storyline felt so small. The budget felt so small. And it was yeah. like. Wait, this is the last season, like kind of like let's go out with a bang. And it felt like they were like, This is the last season, so we don't have to really try that hard because yeah. we're not trying to get renewed. Yeah, that 100%. That was 100% the vibe. And like, do fun stuff. Like, everybody, everybody's been like, Have Grodd be the big bad, which we all know never happened because budget reasons. You can't have that gorilla, but like, maybe do it this season. Grodd, listen, Grodd's the villain this season. He teams up with um, uh, who played Lex Luthor and Supergirl? Um, what's his face? Uh, have him team up the with guy from two and a half men. Yeah, yeah. have him team up with like basically have a legion of doom just do it listen we got we cast an actor i know this is convoluted but i believe if I remember correctly in batwoman we cast an actor to play hush playing bruce wayne like it was hush in disguise as bruce wayne which is a long-winded way of saying we have a bruce wayne in this universe bring him back let's let's, 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 let's go to james gunn and be like hat in hand and be like listen it's our last season can we have a Batman in a team up, just a lineup shot. Like he doesn't even need to have a line of dialogue. It's just Flash is standing next to to um um I am doing so bad with names today, Roxy. Whoever the fuck the Superman and Tyler Hecklin. We have Flash standing next to Tyler Hecklin and our Batman, and we just say, Hey, the Justice League exists in this universe. Bye, everybody. The end. Like, I don't know, like do a big team up, do just do the thing. That's all it doesn't need to that for me, if you're gonna kind of like phone it in that's the way to do it like listen here's everything you ever wanted from these shows bye (laughs) and then at its core like for the moments that aren't with uh steven amell or with tyler hecklin or with katie lots or melissa benoist let's have cisco yes iris and caitlin yeah yeah like the, the og team and also, uh, nothing for nothing, who I loved on the show. Where the fuck is Wally West? Uh, he might. Be, I think there was a there was a picture. Somebody, I think it might have been Stephen Amell shared the picture um, uh, with with him and Keenan Lonsdale was back as Wally West in that picture. So let's as well. do. Yeah. Let's focus on the and five Diggle, of them. And Diggle was there too. So oh, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, but let's focus on the five of them. Yeah. Let's get Cisco, uh, K- Caitlin, Flash, Iris. And fucking Wally. Mm-hmm. And let's have them be like crime solving. Yeah. Whatever. And then let's have every episode, Melissa joins them mm-hmm. or, you know. It's literally the super friends. It's our core team plus who previous cast member from whatever. I don't know. Why aren't they doing that, DJ? I don't know. Because like, we need to do whatever the fuck we're doing with Caitlin. <laughs> apparently what, okay whatever is what happening your understanding whatever, with, of what we are doing with wh- whatever whatever i told you i guess i think her and frost are fused now i don't know how that's a no, plot I know. line you told me you told me who you think she is but what do you think they're doing like i don't know hey, whatever it is it's bad i don't care they literally you said from, i told you yeah, it literally in my in my they should have just hand waved that away like caitlin and frost are fused now Moving on, whatever. Oh, I you're missing something. You're I, missing. I know. I'm missing seasons of of some things. Because and the problem is, she was like, like Caitlin, I'm, I, I borrowed Caitlyn's phone. It's not Caitlyn, and it's not Killer Frost. Yeah, it's me. I don't care. The problem is, other I, I don't care. And I and I and I cannot stress this enough to whoever the showrunner is. I feel like most of your audience tuning in for this final season also doesn't fucking whatever plot lines you felt like you needed to wrap up. You didn't, you didn't, it didn't, doesn't matter. You didn't need to, I don't care about 
Is Berlanti the showrunner on this or no? No, 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 no. Um, it's some person. They said in that article I read, I don't remember the person's name, but it's like, just do a fucking, again, just do a victory lap. Take it easy on yourself. Don't worry about whatever plot lines you think you need to wrap. Oh no, Cecile and Joe. And why are we so focused on Cecile? Why, why, why does it, you mentioned like the, the, it feels like, because we get, the closest we get to this is uh, Flash is having a, a bad dream and he has the full team lineup, which to run down, let me let me see if I can pull up the people. Caitlin shows up as, as Killer Frost, which is his clue that, uh-oh, this is this isn't a real dream. This is a fake dream because she's dead uh, or something. And we get OR core cast characters, which is Cecile Horton, who apparently is very important to the show now. We get Chester P. Runk. Ooh, baby. We get Allegra Garcia. Oh, my God. Everybody's here, everyone. Get excited. It's like fucking... Dude, if they don't bring back Cisco for an episode, that's a fucking bummer. When Cisco left the show, I remember there being an issue. Oh, man. That'd be a bummer. Not with him. Him with the show or something. Like Yeah, that sounds right. Oh man, that bit bummed me out. Listen, let's answer some questions. I like Cisco. Yeah, we all did. Stupid show. Um, Who is we all? By the way, I wanted to ask you that, DJ, before you get to their questions. Yes. Still my questions. Yes. Who is the pe- Who are the people who are watching this final season of this show? Great question. I did a tweet, and I was like, "Who all stuck with it?" And according to the response to the tweet, fucking nobody. Uh, <laughs> some people like like uh, like. Um, uh, kid music said they've been hate watching since crisis i don't i don't know which also I, I gotta be honest with you thanks to you i was watching paul t goldman and we yeah. get sequences that he wrote and he wrote his own cw show and watching that sequence helped me realize like oh the writing on all those shows is bad it's all there's tricks you do to make you think it's not bad because i was watching watching that sequence knowing paul t goldman wrote it i was like this feels like a cw show like beat for beat this feels like one of those shows like not even a parody of those shows it just feels like one of those shows anyway so maybe the writing was so that's such an interesting distinction because i thought the same thing this doesn't feel like a parody yeah it feels like feels like one of these shows which makes you question which is happens a lot at the end of the show where it makes you question like oh everybody's full of shit anyway that doesn't matter we'll talk about that and what we're into Um, and you have to wait you have to watch what we're into yeah you have to listen to it because oh my god i need to talk to dj he finished it anyway it's so wild but yeah who who's watching the show i I guess the same people that are still watching riverdale i don't know roxy (laughs) like what do you think i guess really what i'm asking is like demo wise yeah is is it teenagers that are watching it now no, because they I th- binged, or no, is it think, our generation? Yeah, I think it's the people that were watching it from the beginning. Then it's they're pe- in trouble. Then yeah. they're in major trouble because, like, right now it feels like this is for the the younger gen. Yeah, and it's if it's not, and it's for us, very clearly that's not happening right now. Yeah, I would do, listen, if I was the showrunner on this show, I would do stupid things. I would be like, for an episode, I, I would see what I could get away with. I'd be like, uh-oh, Flash runs through the portal and he's hanging out with the Doom Patrol. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like because their show's getting canceled. Let's give them, let's let's have them in here. Why the fuck not? You know? But like, uh, honestly, every episode is like a standalone episode for the final season. That's kind of what Arrow did. Yeah, leading up to crisis, it, it was literally because they even went back Ten to years China. Ago. Yeah, for real. Um, uh, they did a victory lap. I don't. I, yeah, and I, I think it's for people like us, returning people that want to see the end, and uh, people that have stuck with it. And I think you're right. I think they are in trouble. I think we're all in trouble, and I think I'm in trouble because I've kind of committed. We'll keep us. covering this show. I'm not going to commit you to this, Roxy. I wouldn't do that to you. I want to do what I can, DJ. Yeah. Do, do you think that any of the CW DC shows addressed the pandemic? No. Okay. I want to assume no. Not like, you know, like the way you're talking about, like the way Grey's Anatomy did or whatever. I'm yep, going to assume no. I'm going to assume no. remember how I told you Grey's Anatomy got out of the pandemic? No. Oh, my God, DJ. This is amazing. Yeah. So they had a whole season of the pandemic. Everybody's a mask. Meredith's in the hospital. She can't talk. She's yeah. in whatever. And then in the next season, they just put up a screen mm-hmm. with black black screen, white writing. Yeah. We don't want to cover the pandemic anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We are going to now pretend like that did not happen. Oh, cool. There is still a real pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. We just don't think it makes for the best TV show anymore. Thank you. Yeah. And that's what America did too. Like, hey, we're going to just pretend like the pandemic didn't happen now. Bye. I was like, that's the right call. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, Do yeah, not yeah. make me watch the hospital show of a pandemic anymore. Thank you. They were like, it's still real. No. Just not in our show. Yeah, Thank not in our so universe. Much. The end. All right. Let's get through some of these questions. Zero thirteen said, do you think Barry's finally going to die? or have we moved on from that i think we've moved on from that uh because that was the whole point of crisis right he averted his own death or whatever i don't know because the premise of this seems to be everything's written in the fucking book right oh my god yeah (laughs) (laughs) so which feels like a plot line we should have done because all he says is, based on the stuff we've learned and the Gideon's databases, I put this together. It's like, yeah, this feels like a season three episode. This should have been, this is actually makes sense that if you knew the future, you would try and do this. And we should have done this seasons ago. Yeah. So I don't know. But I also think that like, I, we had that we had that scene where Ezra Miller was on The Flash. We did. I think people love Grant Gustin. I would not be shocked if we see Grant Gustin as the Flash again somewhere, not as the main Flash, yeah. but in a pop-in in a movie or a show or something. So I don't think they're going to kill him. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I And I, I am not convinced that they won't unkill Oliver Queen. Like the, his appearance here is like, oh, by the way, he's fixed now and he's back and he's Green Arrow. You're not going to see his adventures, but he's back. <laughs> Lazarus uh, Pit. Exactly. Part, we can do it. Part five. Leonard Kim, uh, let's end on on where the show ended. Killer Frost slash Caitlin always had an integral role on the team, but do you think uh, the final season could be her most significant, impactful season? That's the question. No, I do not. Also, Uh, I would say integral is a stretch. She has always been a part of the main team. I don't know that they've ever done the great job of finding things for her for any of the team to do if i'm being honest you remember we tried to give iris powers at some point because there's nothing for her to do so i I actually really like killer frost my i like danielle panabaker yeah i like danielle panabaker my and my favorite i much prefer killer frost to caitlin Mm -hmm. um caitlin is rather annoying yeah and killer frost is like shut the fuck up caitlin yeah um who we saw is neither of them. Yes. And uh, if you asked me, it rank this order. Who do you want to be in season nine of The Flash? Caitlin, <laughs> Killer Frost, or Daniel Panabaker as a third person? Yeah. I would say Killer Frost. Yeah. Caitlin, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Why would you do um, that in your final season? So the question being is this the most important, impactful, uh, integral part of the absolutely not she's a new character yeah they're literally introducing a new character on the show in the ninth season that danielle panabaker is playing but not in a way that fucking um what's his name that we love who's played 80 people on this show oh fucking uh uh, uh wells. Her- wells harrison wells wow the he's the most famous mm-hmm. oh tom whatever. cavanaugh yeah tom cavanaugh thank yeah. you like him playing all the roles was funny. Yeah. Every time he came back as a different person. I don't think Daniel Panabaker, like, when she was cast, I don't think she was thinking, like, put me in, coach. Yeah. Give me all the roles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She, like, she was cast to play one role. And now mm-hmm. she's like, like, what is this new character that's exactly like the old character, just with a different name? Mm-hmm. Um, Are you excited for this final season, Roxy? Stoked. <laughs> so, based on everything we said, absolutely uh, couldn't be more excited. Well, listen, as of right now, I will at least commit myself to follow, keep up with this show for the final season. In How many what, episodes, DJ? 13. Um, uh, like it's consecutive? Yes. Um, so, yep. so stay yep. tuned for what we're into. That's where we will be. I will be covering it. Um, and uh yeah roxy what should the kids be looking out for from you i all the flash coverage Mm -hmm. no uh, but i am gonna i'm with you on this dj until i until the wheels fall off yeah which unfortunately might be sooner than later but i'm gonna try 
I'm with you. Uh, you can find me at Roxy Stryer and the World Girls at the World Girls. Talk to me nice now because I'm now officially verifying on Instagram. Oh, Someone's snap. Find your girl. Is this the eight, eight, not to, not to blow your, your spot. If this is the case, is it the $8 one or if this is, they've, they've granted Wait, it to Why you? do people keep saying that? Instagram. Oh, Instagram. I don't know. Cause that's what we're talking about. Every, Twitter. I DJ, didn't, wait, every, people can be, wait, people can be verified on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you. I, um, uh, but so funny that you said that mm. everybody DM me like, oh, so you paid $8. Mm-hmm. And I was like, do you guys know what app you're on? Yeah. Well, listen, people are idiots, including me. Okay. <laughs> I've been verified on Twitter. I'm a legacy verification oh, on Twitter. Shit. Which apparently, you know, have you heard, this is a story for a different time, yeah. but there's all this Twitter drama about now you get to get a part of your ads, but like you get the money from the ads that are on your account but only if you subscribe to twitter blue it's almost like he doesn't know what he's doing um cool yes follow roxy who's newly verified on instagram um check out world girls links in the description as always uh you can find me at dj talks trash you can follow the show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers but on twitter you got the vowels from stupid hellbent 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 comicbook.com please 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 as of this recording we are so close to our first stretch goal second stretch goal super exciting too um uh we've got we've got another few weeks of doing it please go support it i think you'll love it uh even if you not don't normally do comics and if you've not caught up on the hellbent saga you can now all three volumes you can get them all at once you can read the whole story beginning to end so that'll be really you won't have to wait you can binge the whole thing so hellbent you sent me the second one in advance but you didn't send me the third one in advance so now i don't now i'm waiting with the rest of the people i'm sorry you gotta wait so everybody check it out hellbentcomicbook.com and we'll see you all keep the vowels in hellbent keep the vowels in hellbent and we'll see you all next time bye everybody bye